Welcome back to Sons of Swoop, episode number four. And Jeff, people are talking. You want to know what they're saying? What are they saying, Joe? They're saying every time Sons of Swoop comes out with a podcast, the Eagles get a win. Three podcasts, three and oh. What a start to the season. Yeah, I don't know if it's correlation or causation, um, but the Eagles are 3-0 and to start the year, and we have three podcasts so far, and this is going to be our fourth, so... Listen, this is... Uh, we got to keep going, for just for the Eagles' sake. But, all right, huge win. We got a ton to talk about. This is going to be an amazing pod. Um, Jeff, what's your overall feelings after the game? What do you think of the game itself? What do you think of the team, the players, season outlook? Sure. So, I mean, the game was yesterday, and I'm still coming off that high. I am. The hopes are as high as they have ever been. I mean, the Eagles look great. Easily the cream of the crop of the NFC East. And honestly, I can now say that we look like the best team in the NFC. Um, Both sides of the ball were excellent yesterday, and... We got a lot to talk about here, Joey. Yeah, so my overall feeling, I feel like it, as a Philadelphia fan, not just the Eagles, but Philly, Sixers, Flyers, we like to get our expectations high, and they are rarely met. So going into the season, you know, you still have those butterflies. Like, we knew the team was talented, sure. but were they going to produce? And after that first game, you thought, oh, no, here's another Eagles team, not as good as we thought. Yeah, they got the win, but they didn't look great. Well, two games later... I'm ready to say it with you. They are the cream of the crop. I, I think that they are one of the best teams in the league. I think that they have a franchise quarterback. I'm going yes. to say it. I'm, you say and, it, Joe. You say and, it with your chest. You and I have been hurt supporters since he first came here, since that first game he took over for Wentz uh, in Green Bay. He threw that great touchdown to Greg Ward. He won the Saints game the next time. We said there's something special about this guy. And last season, you know, I wasn't ready to say he was the franchise guy yet. I needed to see more. You know, he was up and down last year. I think that the Buccaneers playoff game left everybody with a terrible taste in their mouth. Long, and just made for a long offseason. Yeah, and they just kind of threw that season away. But he, there was growth there. I thought he played well. It was roller coaster a little bit. But after three games... He's the guy. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we break down the offense. But, and I was waiting even after the Minnesota game. To say he was the franchise guy, I'm ready to say it. he is our quarterback, period. I 100% am with you there. And I got one more thing to say before we get into the breakdown. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, I will write you a formal apology. My goodness. I mean, I'm loving what I'm seeing. And we, I really ragged on you. I mean, you deserved it after last season in the first game. But my goodness, you turned it around. You shut me up. I'm happy to admit that. Did we bully Jonathan Gannon into keeping the pressure on all game? Well, I, he, again, one, maybe he listens to listen us. To maybe he listens to us because after we kind of roasted him, he got his stuff together. But all right, so let's talk about the defense. Let's. We'll, we always start with the defense, and this is a special segment because it was against our old friend Carson Wentz. And I, I want to start this, and I'll let you break down the defense first. But all week, mainly from the national media. I was hearing this is Carson Wentz's revenge game. And I was thinking to myself, Carson Wentz's revenge game? Wait a minute. Didn't he quit on our team and the players on the team and the city and demand a trade and act like a crybaby? I think this was the Eagles' revenge game, not Carson Wentz's revenge game. But, Jeff, I'll, I'll let you start it off. Break down this defense. By the way, second week in a row. Second total, in a row. not just a good, good showing, total domination of a 
pretty good offenses so far. So Sure. Well, first of all, um, with Carson Wentz's revenge game, there was no such thing. I mean, it was 100% the Eagles' revenge game. I mean, Carson Wentz is like two teams removed from the Eagles at this point. I mean, the guy's just kind of uh, floating around the NFL now. Um, but the defensive line was the story of the game, in my opinion. I mean, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham looked absolutely rejuvenated. They, yeah, they, they were time swarming. Machine. I mean, I think the Eagles had nine sacks. That's the most since 91. I mean, all the guys on the front line were just in Wentz's face all day. I mean, it, was, it wasn't just um, the, op- the uh, offensive line's fault. I mean, Wentz was holding that ball forever, as he does. Well, I mean, we talked about that when he was with the Eagles, that... I mean, I remember defending the offensive line the last year. I know there was injuries. I know they weren't great. But Wentz just, not only does he hold on to the ball, he's got no clue when somebody's around him. He never throws the ball away. And if you compare that to a guy like Jalen Hurts, uh, Jalen Hurts, when he does get sacked, which happened three times uh, in this game, he's trying to get away from pressure. He's evading. He throws the ball away. He knows when someone's near him. And he protects the ball. Yeah. Carson Wentz has no clue when I mean, somebody's near him. We talked about it last week that Carson Wentz is uh, probably the most reckless, careless quarterback I've ever seen with my own two eyes, and that's not an exaggeration. I mean, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but he fumbles the ball like nobody yeah. else. He's, he's just a low IQ quarterback. Yeah, he can't he read the defenses. He's not good with timing routes. I mean, someone has to be completely wide open for him to even consider throwing that ball. Um, so he holds on to it all day, and the defensive line made him pay. I mean, Hassan Reddick. Um, I think he finally had a really good game. Yeah. It's nice to see him playing well. Strip sack. Strip sack. So, yeah, the defensive line was the story. I, I don't know if you have anything to add there. I, I got some to add just, just to go down. First of all, Wentz padded his stats, too, as he does, why his stats look so good. I mean, he literally had nothing. I mean, this was a complete domination he the had, whole game. I think it was three completions in the first half. It was, yeah, bef- it was ridiculous. Before the fourth quarter, he had... 34 yards or 36 yards, and he you know, more than doubled that with the one pass to McLaurin. By the way, McLaurin was shut out for three quarters. So oh, he, all, his, all his stats were garbage. So he ends up getting 100 yards. He did nothing. Their whole offense completely shut down the whole game until we gifted them uh, we gifted them a touchdown at the end. But, yeah, got to shout out Brandon Graham. I mean, coming off an Achilles tear, he, he was energized. Fletcher Cox. I know I criticized him, and again, maybe he, he got motivated by listening to our <laughs> podcast, but he's looking great. Hargrave looked great. Um, Jordan Davis, I thought, played his best game. It's a shame. He actually missed a sack on Wentz, but uh, he got a batted down pass. Other than that strange penalty um, when Washington well, that was, was yeah. the field goal. Well, that was special teams. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to special teams. <laughs> we'll get to special teams, but uh, I thought he played well. Everybody played with TJ Edwards had a sack, so yeah, let's, let's get to the TJ. let's get to the linebackers. Edwards. TJ is becoming my boy. I mean, is there a more sure tackler on the Eagles right now than TJ Edwards? And what like what a Philly story. Undrafted free agent, you know, is a backup for his first couple years, works his butt off. I know he is like good friends with the Watt brothers, works out with them in the offseason. And he is just a really solid linebacker. He's always around the ball, sure tackler. You know, he is just as solid as they come and a good guy. And then I think Kaiser White's been a, a nice surprise. He's been playing really well. Yeah. Great. He's kind of the opposite. He's a great coverage linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Edwards has been good in coverage so far this year. I mean, he's just been, I think, you know, he's been rated as one of the best linebackers in the league. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not the fastest guy either. He's not the strongest, but he just... But he's got he, instincts. He has instincts, and he gives a ton of effort, and that's what Philadelphia fans love. I mean, if you're going to come out there and ball and try yeah. your best out there, we're going we're gonna to appreciate it. And you. he's been really good, but White's been good too. You know, well, one, one other guy I do want to point out, and this is what how you know we're like crazy Eagles fans. I thought Patrick Johnson had a good game. He almost got Wentz a couple times, and he was like a six-round pick last year. They're developing their later round picks. A lot of their later round picks are playing well. But it's a good I mean, culture we got right now. I mean, everybody got in on that. And then, again, I, there's not even like a ton to talk about on defense because they were just so dominant uh, the, whole, the whole game. But there was no um, give. I do want to shout out in the secondary, Avante Maddox. I thought he played great again. Uh, he had the big goal line stop, actually, on that fourth down. Mm-hmm. That was him. And yeah. he stopped Logan Thomas, who's 6'5". You know, twice his size. Twice, <laughs> twice his size, and he shut him down at the goal line. He's been playing well. Bradbury and Slay are the best corner duo the Eagles have ever had. So the Eagles have elite wide receivers, really good linebackers, great cornerbacks. Are Things we in? Used to. Are we in an alternate dimension or something? Because I thought Bradbury, he's been playing really, really well. Um, and Slay, I mean, you know, you don't have to say anything about Slay. We already know how good he is. I mean, they locked down. Uh, and Washington's got some weapons. They got Terry McLaurin. They got Dodson. They got, they got um, the Penn State receiver. Yeah, Dodson, Dodson, who's pretty good. Shut they, him down completely. Shut him down completely. Curtis Sand, they shut everybody down. Yeah. They stopped the running game. They That's back-to-back weeks we've shut down the run now. This um, is... Granted, you know, yeah. we were we were ahead in both of these games, um, forcing the other team to kind of throw, but you, you still love to see it. Yeah. Um, and, and, well, let's not forget Brandon Graham, strip sack king. Another <laughs> strip sack. You know, we know Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, but getting Carson once, that must have been sweet. But um, going back to what you said last week before we move on to the offense, I'm not done with Wentz. Uh, last week on the pod, you said Carson Wentz is a bottom five quarterback. Now, at the time, I don't think I said anything, but... I was thinking about it like maybe he's more of a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. I didn't think he was bottom five. After that game, I'm with you. I, do you do you think he is a starting quarterback next year? Oof. I don't know, Joe. I really If he keeps playing like this, he's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure, he put up stats in the first two weeks, but if you actually watch him play, he's not playing well. Uh, like I said, he lost the Lions game. He, he, oh, lo- oh, he yeah. lost that game. Yeah, I mean, I... He almost lost the Jaguars I, game the first week with I mean, interceptions. I mean, he's like, he's 30 years old now. I he's mean, been in the league seven years. Yeah, he's he's a he's a veteran at this point. He's making the same stupid mistakes. He hasn't really progressed. I mean, he's he never... Had, he had the yeah. one great season, and that was... I, I just think it was a product of just being on an yeah, ultra-talented well, Everybody team. was good that Everyone season. Everyone was great on that team. Uh, great coaching that season. And so, yeah, he's, I, never, he's never completed a playoff game. And he's in, like it's not going to happen for him. No. Um, and I, I'll be honest. And this is what I'll end on for Wentz. I am a big Carson Wentz. I'm, I'm not... I do not like Carson Wentz. I think he quit on the team. And I thought... He played so bad, he was, he forced himself to the bench. It, nobody's fault but his. And he moped and whined and complained and was a giant wimp and crybaby. <laughs> but I will say this. After this game, I actually felt bad for him. He got his butt kicked so bad. And you oh, know yeah. he was. Won- I was a little worried going in the game. He was going to be amped up and play well. I mean, not only did he not play well, he was embarrassed. Mm. He was embarrassed yeah. and the drawers uh, were dropped i i he was pan i 
I do feel I felt bad for him after you could tell he was like dejected. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, you know Washington. I don't know when we play them again, but if they're not really competitive, if you know Wentz has a little uh, little sickness they go going to. on. Uh, well, they, they just drafted a quarterback. Yeah, they just drafted uh, Howell, who's pretty you know who was good in college. I don't know, maybe he's knocking on the door. But all right, uh, let's talk about our quarterback. Let's now. let's talk. So we're gonna go right into Hertz. Let's do it. Okay, um, you want me to start? Go ahead. So, again, we, we kind of covered Hurts a little bit earlier, but Jalen Hurts... Um, he's the him. He, yeah, he, he's... Let's talk about accuracy. I mean, that was the big question coming into the year. And I don't care about completion percentage all that much because completion... Sometimes you're throwing the ball away. Sometimes you're throwing the ball away. Sometimes it's great pass. The guy drops it. Maybe the defense makes a great play. Just watch the game. Sometimes it's the other way around. Maybe it's a terrible pass. The wide receiver makes a great play. I'm watching each pass. Is he hitting the guy in stride? Is he giving the guy a chance to catch it? I think he's dropping dimes. I think pinpoint passes. And not only that, he is... Passing the ball down the field. I mean, his arm strength looks fine to me. He hit, I don't know, four 30-plus yard passes with accuracy this week. He hit Quez Watkins with a big one last week. He could have had a couple more if Quez wasn't being held, sure. which, you know, the commanders had to do that. You know, that was, sometimes it's like they're hand fighting and it gets called. No, their defender had to hold Quez Watkins because he beat him for a touchdown if he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been accurate. He's been staying in the pocket. The commanders did not allow him to run, no, he didn't and run he at all. he did not escape the pocket too early, which was a big criticism. He stepped up in the pocket. He made his throws. He is delivering the ball to multiple different people, and he is calm under pressure. That touchdown at the end of the first half with two seconds left, which really shouldn't have happened. He called that play, and amazing pass. But it's more than that. He's a leader. He's calm. The players are calm. You know, you saw on the other side, Wentz is dejected. Well, the players at the end were dropping passes. Every, we saw it last week with Kirk Cousins. He looked dejected. The team looked de- uh, dejected. He's a leader. I'm tired of people saying, whoa, he, he's only a leader. Stop talking about that. I need to see how good of a player he is. No, leadership means a ton at the quarterback position. So I'm ready to say it feels Kind of like the McNabb era. But McNabb didn't have these wide receivers. No. All right, so what do you think about Hurts? We'll get to the, the receivers in a second. I, mean, I think it's he's clearly the guy. Um, he had close to 300 passing yards in the first half, Joe. Yeah, he ended, ended with 340. Quarterback did that. He ended with 340. He ended with 340, and that's he didn't have so much in the second half. We'll talk about it. The scheme. Yeah, we'll talk um, about but it. But he was, he was phenomenal. I mean, he wasn't perfect. It's hard to have a perfect game. There were a few passes here and there where he was a little behind the receiver. But for the most part, he's he's airing it out. He's dropping dimes left and right. And what I love most is that he trusts his he tr- rec- he trusts. receivers. It reminds me so much of Nick Foles uh, the yeah. Super Bowl year. He would just give his receivers a chance to make a play. Carson Wentz really never did that. You know, you'd have to be so wide open for him to throw the ball. Yep. Um, you know, when he's calling that play at the end of the second half, he's just like, Devontae Smith, I trust you. Here's the ball. Go up and get it. And Devontae just goes up and, what did he, high point the ball three times against Washington? Just absolutely mossing their yeah, quarterbacks and, and made him, making them look like fools. So, yeah, so let me say this. I actually thought the commanders played great defense the whole game. In the, in the beginning, the corners were locking down the receivers. Uh, I think, I think the, Hertz yeah. started like one for five, one for six. And, you know, there's a lot of murmurs, you know, on Twitter and stuff. Oh, here we go again. That Vikings game was kind of a fluke. We're back to where we were against the Lions. And no, he's, he stayed calm. And he and he just let his receivers go off and fly. This game actually went very differently than I thought it would. I you know the first two weeks the Commanders' offense um, 
put up points. They play pretty well. They definitely have weapons. This defense, you know, they're down Chase Young, um, William Jackson the third. They're starting cornerbacks out. They have weak linebackers. I thought we were going to be able to kind of pick apart their defense, but I'll be honest with you. I thought their defense played great. They shut down the run. They tackled really well. Their cornerbacks, even on all our great catches, I mean, their cornerbacks were right there. Hurts had to place those balls perfectly. Our receivers had to go up and, and make those catches. Devontae Smith, though. Um, so, and this is another thing I want to say. I think the first couple of pods, I talked about Devontae Smith. He's great, but he's a 1B. I'll, I'll eat it here. <laughs> I, I mean, Devontae Smith should, but... This was his best game ever. Again, it was. He did. He but, needed to show me it. He showed me he can be not just the sidekick, and I mean he's the bat. You know he's Batman. He's not Robin. He is an elite. We got three receiver. Batman on the team. It, we got three, the Cape Crusaders. Sure. I love that. I really do like that nickname. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yes, yeah, so, and so AJ Brown. I mean, I think he's our best receiver still. Um, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the way he just does things after the catch. It's just. We've said it a million we times. we got two but elite it's just receivers. so reminiscent of Tyrell Ellens. Um, and then Devontae Smith is just a different kind of receiver, but he's great in his own right. Uh, he's just coming. The Vikings game was one of his best games of his career. And then he just tops that with the game of his career. And he was just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the guy's like 170 pounds, six foot, six foot one, and he's just going up and just high pointing the ball. Like I've never seen anyone of that size. Now, I will, I will say, one, the 40 yard catch. Should not have been a catch. Listen, it was like that's Roger Harris' fault. He's not a good coach. And come on, how did it take them? Throw the flag. Think about how long it would take them. It was a forty-yard pass. All the players would get all the way down the field and get the playoff. He waited so long. And by the way, you know sometimes they throw the flag right before the snap and they play the play anyway. He waited till they snapped the ball. What is he doing? He's a he's just a bad head coach. I mean, what? That's an embarrassment. it wasn't. It's still a great catch, catch though. Still, it's still yeah. a great. It wasn't know. an NFL catch, as in he didn't get two feet in. Um, but still, the way he adjusted for that, and um, I still think his, the touchdown his was body control, and he. I think there was pass interference on that forty-yard um, completion. Yeah. Thing, so yeah, you um, could say um, that. Getting, that was it was a catch. Yeah, he, <laughs> he he really played incredibly well. That touchdown pass was amazing. Uh, I give Devontae Smith. A lot of credit. And he showed me stuff that he didn't before. Had a couple deep passes, which we haven't seen a ton of. He's just all over the field. I mean, eight catches, unbelievable. A.J. Brown, his touchdown. He's just one of the toughest wide receivers I've ever seen. To really dot. He's only 24, Joe. Sh- I mean, we have yeah. we have two wide receivers here that are just sad. And Quez is, what, 23? I know. I mean, Zach Pascal's the Zach Pascal's the oldest. He's 27. Oh, do you want to talk Pascal? Because I thought Pascal yeah. had a great game. Well, I mean, on these, like... Third and twos, third and threes, third and fours. Jalen Hurts finding Pascal. Very like Jason Avant, like just old reliable. He's going to catch that ball. You know, he's not going to make these explosive plays, but when you need a safety blanket on third down in crunch time, he shows up. Can we say that Pascal and Edwards, although Edwards is starting to get noticed, they're the underrated players on defense and offense. I mean, they are like, without them, I don't know how well it would work. I mean, Pascal's down on the depth chart, but he's your go-to in, like when it's third and short. And we're passing it. And it works. It's been the same play every time. He's picked up like five first downs. Yeah. And he's the enforcer. He's a great blocker. If there's ever a late hit, he goes right up into the other team's face. I really like Pascal. I mean, he's the kind of guy that does the dirty work, that doesn't get the spotlight. But he's the kind of guy that makes your offense work on those tough plays. Mm -hmm. I think he's been great. So you got four guys uh, that are 
really good. And again, the wide receiver. Position, and this is and this is an, the tight ends who are playing great too. Yeah, this is an Eagles team that we're not used to seeing really many good wide receivers at all. We got two elite ones, two really great role players. Quez is probably better than a role player, but he is on this team. He's a role player because it's just unfortunate he's the third so guy. Uh, but our tight ends, yeah. Well, how about my boy Grant Calcaterra? Yeah, forty-yard catch. Up. Yeah, look at that. I, I told you he's good. Pa- I said that in our first episode. He's a good pass catcher. He was really good in college. The only reason he went to the sixth round, he had concussion issues. He briefly retired. But him and Hurts have a connection. Yeah, he was they- thrown in for Goddard after Goddard was having a really nice game, and he went down with an injury. Um, so we're hoping he's back for next week. But I think I th- did he come back in the game later, Goddard? I know he came out, but I thought he came back in. Did he? I'll have to double check that. But I think he'll be okay. I haven't heard anything. Uh, but that Goddard touchdown pass too. I, Goddard is a beast. I mean, we have so many guys that are hard to tackle between him and Brown. Uh, even Jalen Hurts himself. Sure. Defenses are going to get worn out. Um, so let's go on to the run game, which this was the first time our run game got totally shut down. Really? Are I, you, I didn't think they were shut down. I mean, well, let's go to the stats. They ran. Hold on, I'll pull them up. I thought they it was got definitely it was definitely uh, a quiet game um, from the running backs, but I think we just threw the ball so much that it was just kind of like this is what's working. Let's just keep rolling with it. They okay, so let's. And I agree with you, and I'm going to get. I know Sanders probably had what under 50 yards. Yeah, I'm going to get. It didn't seem like he was. um, I'm going to rushing for like two yards a pop. I mean, that's what it seemed like. 15 carries, 46 yards, 3.1 yards per carry, and as a team, we were 30 carries, 72 yards, 2.4 yards per carry. For our team, that shut down. Sure. Um, Now I'm going to say I'm not really worried about it. Uh, I think the Commanders have a great defensive line. I think they were selling out against the run. And I didn't think that our runners really made many mistakes. They, they, the commanders played a really good game, I thought, on defense. In fact, they only let up points in the second quarter. We got all 24 points in the second quarter. I thought their defense played really well. There was a few times Sanders could have broke one out, and they, they wrapped him up. I mean, I don't know what you want to do about that. They bottled Hurts up as well. Um, I will say this. I mean, getting to the offensive line, again, I didn't think Sanders played bad. There was nothing there the whole game. I didn't think the offensive line, I'm not trying to put them down or rag on them because they still played well, but our standards are so high for the offensive line. I thought they were not particularly great that game. They had some great blocks, some highlight reel blocks, but, you know, Hertz got sacked three times, which was, I think was a season high. We sure. couldn't run the ball. There, I thought their defensive line outplayed our offensive line a little bit. I mean, they certainly look at the other side. The commander's offensive line got destroyed oh, we didn't get destroyed no by but no means. i didn't think we won the matchup no i mean i i would call it a draw i mean maybe a slight slight edge to the washington defensive line I mean, that's a good defensive line but it is a good defensive um line. i mean i know Hurts got sacked three times but it just seemed like for the most part he had time um he did he, he, he did just seemed like he had a lot of time i'm sure he wasn't running they kind of um shut that down but he had time in the pocket and yeah, they, they tested his throwing ability and he he proved that he could go out and make those throws if you're going to let him sit in the pocket all day. Yeah, the one thing we'll say about Rivera, he is a good defensive coach, and they, they wanted to take away the run. I, I'm not worried about it. I don't think other teams are going to be able to do it, to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to do it now that they've seen how good of a thrower Hurts is. But just, you know, that was my one note. Another thing I'll say is the penalties were way down this game. Yeah. So let me talk about the coaches a little bit. Um, I think that the offensive coach... Now, we talked about Gannon. I apologize to him. He had a great game. Totally great game. 
But the offensive coaches, I've been incredibly impressed. Especially after that first game where it was so... I mean, I know they put up a lot of points, but it was sloppy. There was there was a ton of penalties last week, as good as they looked. This week, they shut down the run, but they the passing game was working. There weren't penalties. And I want to say this about the play callers. All three games so far, I think our offense has played completely differently and has been successful. And I think that's a great job to the coaches because the first game... It was the Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown show and Hurts running show. Second game, I mean, we just picked apart their defense, spread the ball around. This game, though, I thought was really Hurts throwing down the field most of the time. I mean, these were like big plays, and the offensive coaches seem unfazed about whatever a defense throws at them. I've been really impressed. And then the penalties to come down as well. Especially on the offensive line. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Joe. It's a lot of people talking about you know, the games yesterday in the Vikings game. And uh, the Eagles had basically all their points on both those games in the first half. And um, they didn't score at all against Washington yesterday in the second half. So are you concerned at all with um, the offense and the play calling in the second half? Uh, all right. So this is a great talking point. And I've heard it all over Twitter, all over the radio. You know, we're Eagles fans. We got to get upset about something. And I understand <laughs> that. And honestly, I'm that way. But when I'm watching these games, there are games in the past where I'm watching and I'm like, what are we doing? We need to keep our foot on the pedal. We need to score here. I'm going to be honest with you. The last two games, I was never worried about winning the games. I mean, we dominated those games. And in the first game against the Lions, we did score 14 points in the second half. The first game was more on the defense. So if we're looking at the last two games, one, the Vikings game, we had a field goal that was blocked. Mm. Okay, that kind of killed us. If we we, uh, kicked that field goal, you know... We probably could have put up some more points. That blocked field goal hurt us. And then uh, Kenny Gainwell popped up a ball that was intercepted. Who knows? We could have went down, kicked another field goal, or got a touchdown on that drive. And, you know, that game was in hand. I'm not worried about that. And then this game, um, I think they, they wanted to control the clock. And I also think that we got the ball back on that goal line stop uh, um, against Washington on fourth down when it was a turnover on downs, and then we got that safety, and we gave them the ball right back. Right. So in the second half, they had like two incredibly long drives in a row where we didn't even have the ball, and I think the defense was playing in such a way. It was very interesting to watch. Usually when you play prevent defense, I go crazy because you know they're passing down the field, picking up 15 yards per pass. The commanders were getting like three yards <laughs> of play and get, squeaking by and getting a first down. Their drives took forever and then you know they only scored a touchdown at the very end in garbage time so i'm not worried about it yet it just didn't feel to me like we were in jeopardy it didn't feel to me like they really turned it off and one last point they did try to throw the ball down the field i remember the pass to aj brown in the second half that I thought Brown had a chance at. He must have lost it in oh, the sun. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, down the middle of the field. It looked like he kind of like the ball was there. Yeah, he kind of yeah. gave up. I don't. I mean, it would have been a tough catch. It looked like he kind of just didn't know where the ball was, and it just dropped in front of him. So it's not like they just stopped playing. And the Commanders, I'll say one more time, they played a really good defensive game. Yeah. I mean, I'll give them credit there. There's games where I think the Eagles play sloppy and they're shooting themselves in the foot. I thought this game uh, wasn't that. I thought the Eagles' play calling was. For the most part, fine. You know, a couple of nitpicky times. That fourth down call where they got a little too tricky and handed the it off. To, 
the yeah, past. That's, that's not what he does. Um, no, no, he, I didn't. Yeah, I, I thought Nick Sirianni was just trying to outsmart himself there. Um, you don't. Yeah, you don't go horizontal on a one-yard play, especially I mean, with a guy who doesn't have wheels. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I get that the the problem was the commanders called timeout, so they were they were ready for the QB sneak. They, if they didn't call that timeout, if you saw, they had the first down. They actually ran the play, but he got the timeout in in time. Um, so I get trying to be a little sneaky. It just wasn't a great play. I mean, he handed the ball off like three yards behind the line of scrimmage when you need half a yard. But uh, anyway, I'm not worried about it yet. If it keeps happening, then we can talk. But just, I don't know. No, what do you think? No, Has I it totally been a agree. I, I mean, it's football. It's not baseball. It's not, it's not a stat um, driven. Watch the game. Watch yeah. the game with two eyes. If you watch the Minnesota game and you watch the Washington game, it was clear from start to finish, we dominated the entirety of the game. Even if the offense wasn't scoring in the second half, we were still moving the ball. I mean, you're right. There's like a lot of just weird things that happened where uh, kicks were getting blocked and there was a safety and we, were, we weren't going to prevent style defense, but it took the commanders forever to drive forever. down the field. I mean, I guess between the sacks and... Um, just Carson Wentz being Carson Wentz, it was just it just took forever for them to get down the field, and time was ticking, and it it was really no no reason for concern and, right now. And between Sirianni and Hertz, I really believe those two guys are very humble, and that they see the problems, and I think they're going to fix it. They've done it so far through three games, and I know Hertz is never satisfied. But again, you think back to guys like Chip Kelly. Nothing was his fault. You know, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, I think these guys actually care, and I think they're, they're willing to look at themselves and say, okay, we got to be better here. Sure. Well, and, you saw last week, yeah. uh, Sirianni took responsibility for that interception that hurts through, that yeah. off of Gainwell's hands. I yeah. mean, that was not... Sirianni took blame for it because he said we shouldn't have been calling a passing play there, but it was 100% Gainwell's fault. But you just love a coach that will take responsibility and that will protect his players. Yeah. Just, I think those are the coaches that, you know, do best in the NFL and have the uh, have the locker room around them. Well, I said earlier that I am saying, in my opinion, Hurts is the franchise QB. I had questions about Nick Sirianni. Uh, he's done a great job. I mean, I, get, I give him credit all the way around from giving up play calling, which I thought was a good move, to, you know, a lot of people hated him his first, not even the first season, the first, like, offseason they hated <laughs> his him. His first press conference. His first press conference, his first training camp. He wore player shirts. Uh I think he's a really good coach. I got He has answered a lot of questions for me. He's kept the team focused. They've gotten better every game. I think. Listen, uh, first-year head coach last year made the playoffs. And developed a quarterback. I yeah, mean, yeah. And we're, we're one of two teams that are undefeated in the NFL right now. So he's just, he's only improving. I mean, it's it's hard to um, it's hard to dislike the guy or say he's doing a bad job. I mean, it's the NFL. It's hard to win games. I don't yeah. care who you're playing. That's another thing people are saying about the Eagles. Oh, they haven't really played anyone yet. I mean. I mean, division games on the road, they're not not—they're never easy. Uh, I don't care what team it is. Detroit's looking okay, too. And then too. Detroit's frisky. Detroit should have won yesterday. Well, I think they're a much improved team. And then I think Minnesota has a really good offense, and I think they're going to wind up in the playoffs. So I don't want to hear about this schedule thing and that we're only 3-0 well, because it's a product of who we played. I mean, how many teams in the NFC can you say are really good teams? I mean, the three teams that you would say are Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and um, who else would be? Oh, the, the Rams. Rams. And they but, all look. But they all look flawed. I mean, listen, they're still great teams until they're not. But all their quarterbacks are looking a little. I never want to doubt any of them. But they're all looking a little shaky. They're still great teams. I'm not trying to overlook them. But they're not looking great. No. 
No. So you want to talk about special teams real fast? Oh, yeah, special teams real fast. Again, you brought up the Jordan Davis debacle. That's on the coach in my – like, you don't have your guys ready? I mean, this guy's a rookie. I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing. Your guys, they're not ready. Um, Britton Covey, I felt bad for oh, him, actually. Oh, that dude was getting suplexed that entire game. I've he, never seen a man take a beating like had, that. He actually finally had two okay returns that got absolutely destroyed on Correct. both of them. Uh, but he's no good. I mean, he muffed one of them yep. and, and lost this 10 yeah, he's yards. fighting for his life. Too, Smith, Smith looked okay back there, but I, yeah, but I don't want to I want to risk him to injury. Um, and yeah. then Stepos. He yeah, he kicked, stinks. He kicked two in the... Well, his leg strength's not the problem. He, no. He kicked two in the end zone. I mean, we could have pinned them back at the one-yard line or the five-yard line or the ten-yard line, but uh, we're consistently in bad field position because of special teams. Yeah, the special teams, that's... That's on the coach to me. Yeah, special teams is 100% coach. Because every team, you don't have good special teams players. They're bottom-of-the-roster players. The special teams coach, and again, ours is the youngest in the league. He's 30 years old. Um... I don't know. They got to look into maybe getting a new one. You can't get a new punter at this point, I don't think. But no. you could get, you could trade or pick up or try a new kick returner. Maybe get returner. Uh, Donnie Jones to come out of retirement. I, God, I, I miss Donnie. Donnie, would, he could still do it. Yeah. I know he could. Oh, absolutely. Um, so their punter was actually pretty good. Um, the Commanders, <laughs> he he was a pretty good punter. But yeah, we don't want to get too much into special teams. The one thing I'll say is Jake Elliott. He looks really good. I, I got to give him credit. He has just gotten better and better. Um, so that that's it for me. For All right, you want to get into our little segment? Yeah, so we have swoop superlatives this week. So again, just a reminder of the way we do it. Again, we didn't talk about this, but we're each going to give an MVP and LVP. It could be anybody. MVP could be anybody at all. Could be the ref, could be the announcer, could be a player, could be a coach. Uh, it, it could be a podcast host, could be anybody. LVP, same thing. And we can't pick the same person. We never talked about it, so we got to be on our feet a little bit. But, um, yeah, what, you want to go first? Sure. I'm going. So, MVP, yeah. Yeah, MVP, I'm going Devontae Smith. Um, I love my receivers. Uh, only second year in the league, the way he was just going up and high-pointing the football. Uh, you can just tell him and Jalen Hurts have so much trust in each other. I think they're going to be a problem in the NFL for years to come. Um, had a touchdown, had 150 yards in the first half, looked phenomenal after people were just really ragging on him after week one for yeah. not having any catches when A.J. Brown was performing so well he didn't need to have any catches. Yeah. So um, I think Devontae Smith has uh, kind of silenced the haters and I think after these two weeks he's kind of asserted himself as you know a lot of people forget to include him you know with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Jack they both had bad yeah, weeks. Yeah Jefferson's had back-to-back terrible We ruined weeks. his confidence man. He, yeah, yeah so a lot of people forget to include Devontae Smith in that category, and I think he's uh, he's finding his way there. So who's your MVP of the week, Joe? Well, I know I don't want to repeat myself, but I will say this: it wasn't like Devontae Smith was wide open this game. He every no. catch was a he's going up Randy Moss crazy yes. catch. So I I got one get, or two defenders. Yeah. So again, it wasn't like he was running wide open. You know, like last week with the Vikings, where people were wide open, he was tightly covered every time and. I'll give him a ton of credit too. I listen. I criticized him a little bit, not a ton, not as much as some people did. Some people were really ragging on him, but wow. Um, so my MVP, I'll go Brandon Graham. I think he deserves like it. it. Strip sack, two and a half sacks, thirty four years old, coming off an Achilles tear, and not only that, he is just he brings the energy. It is hard to dislike Brandon Graham. You know he 
wanted to get Carson Wentz this week. Oh yeah, you know he wanted that bad. <laughs> I think they're still buddies, but yeah, he was. Yeah, but it was, but, it was awesome to see. It'd be um, like if you and I played against each other. You know, we want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people thought you know we were just bringing Brandon Graham back just as a locker room guy, just to you know kind of be a leader. I, I think a lot of people thought his career was over, but it looks like far from. Yeah, he's having a really, really good season so far. Really good. Uh, I guess I'll start with the LVP. Uh, I'll go a little outside the box. I'm going to go Carson Wentz as LVP. Oh, we can go. We can go uh, opposing team. I, I'm going to make an exception. You can. You know what? We can do whatever we want. He is just the loser of the week. He is the LVP of the week in the NFL. I think not just this game. So I got to go him again. If I felt bad for him, that's embarrassing. He got embarrassed. Yeah, because we're not Wentz fans and. I was feeling bad. For so I'm too. I, I'm breaking the rules, but it, I I can't think of another person better than Carson Wentz to be the LVP. Yeah, I mean it's hard to play worse than he did. Um, all right, you and Carson Wentz. I'm going sit boss. I okay, yeah. I was I mean, once again another week similar to the Vikings where everyone really just played well both sides of the football. It's really hard to pick an LVP, but. I mean, if, you're, if yeah. your punter is the LVP, then you had a yeah. really, really good week. So um, I hope it's us again next week. We did, you know, we did get spoiled with Donnie Jones. Just and drop Johnston. Did, yeah, I mean, dropping him in the ten, dropping him within the five. Donnie and Dimes. Two times in a row, he kicks it right into like wasn't even close. But uh, all right, so do we want to get into around the league, or do we want to talk about the Jaguars game next? Uh, let's just go around the league real fast. All right, you you started off. All right, so nothing too notable in the NFL. Um, we, we're recording this on a Monday, and we have the Cowboys-Giants playing tonight. Um, you know, I think both teams are pretty crummy. I think the Cowboys can be good when Dak Prescott comes back. Um, so for that reason, I'm rooting for the Giants tonight. I'm fine with them going 3-0. I think they'll eventually crumble. And I um, just don't want the Cowboys to kind of stay afloat with Cooper Rush while Dak Prescott's out. I, I totally agree with that. I think the Giants are uh, good for their coaching staff. They're just not talented enough to continue winning. They're just not. They don't no. have. And they talent. don't have a good quarterback. I'm not a Daniel Jones fan. They really don't have much talent, really, on either side of the ball. They got some young players, as most bad teams do, because they drafted you know high draft picks. But I think they stink. And the Cowboys, they're still the Cowboys. They still got talent. They're still going to be a pain in the butt, uh, even if they're not great this year. I want them to lose. But let's talk about the Saints, because that actually impacts the Eagles. Yeah, Saints have, with another loss. We have their draft pick. I think if the season ended today, we would have the sixth pick. And yeah. we would, I guess we would have the first round bye. So uh, yeah. that's kind of beautiful. So we're rooting against the Saints all year. Um, Carolina, Matt Rule gets, gets his yeah, win. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's, I think the Saints, and I said this from the beginning. Okay, like everybody was talking about the Saints being a really good team. I said, well, the Saints have... Jameis Winston as their it's quarterback, and they have Dennis Allen, that's his name, right? Their head coach, Sean Payton, left. Okay, well, they might have some talent. Every team's got talent. They got a bad coach and a bad quarterback. Uh, that's the main two positions in football, if you're asking me. So the Saints could have a rough season. Another Howie move that could pay off big. <laughs> it could. could pay. It could. It's still early, though. Um, I think I probably like the Saints a little more than you. I think they have a really good defense. Um you know, when Jameis is on, he's he's a pretty good quarterback. I think for the most part, he's off. So I think they could slide in as one of the, you know, bottom two playoff teams. But Maybe. That's um, at best, though. That's at best. Yeah, they're, they're not getting any I think at best, they, they're an eight, maybe nine win team, yeah. which and would still get us a decent pick. Yeah, potentially, you know, like a five or six win team. So, you know, yeah, we'll it see. could be worse. It's just garbage. Um, 
other news in the NFL, the Vikings somehow beat the Lions. I think the Lions kind of threw that game away. I think they were up 10. Yeah, they were up They were up the whole quarter. game. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins just <laughs> found a way to win. Was it, wasn't a Lions. night game. Wasn't a nighttime wasn't, game. Yeah, so um, Vikings are 2-1. and one, Lions are 1-2. and two. I actually could see both of those teams making the playoffs. You know, with the expanded playoffs now, you know, everyone's... Almost anyone yeah. can get into the playoffs these yeah. days. But, um, yeah, I think the Vikings are good, even though Justin Jefferson, another stinker. Another stinker. Another yeah. Stinker. Did we just destroy his confidence? Darius Slay took his soul, man. It <laughs> is good to see. Yeah, so the Lions are first. Wait, team. wait, I do have some. Jalen okay. Rager had a big game. One catch for two yards, man. Oh, wow. Big big game for he him. He did just as much as me uh, yesterday. <laughs> uh, the Rams beat the Cardinals, but they did not look good at all no. i think the cardinals are a bad team i think they're a bottom five team in the league and the rams Ooh. beat them like 20 to 12 it okay was, it was not an impressive showing by them i don't know if they're bottom five just because there's so many other bad teams but yeah i'm i'm with you there i mean we play them in a couple weeks so we'll see yeah, yeah i mean i'm not a big kyler murray guy um with deandre hopkins out i just don't think they have too many weapons yeah i don't think yeah. kingsbury's a good head coach so i'm i'm looking forward to playing them um, and then Packers Bucks, I guess, is the most notable NFC game of the week. Um, Packers won fourteen twelve. I mean, I know there was a lot of injuries both sides. Brady, Brady had no one to throw. Yeah, to. Yeah, no one to throw to. Um, I don't mind that. Yeah, I mean, both teams have really good defenses, but you know, they're struggling. They're both struggling early now. Again, Rodgers is kind of notorious for struggling early and then just steamrolling. So, and Tom Brady's Tom Brady. So I'm not going to doubt either one of them, but. As an Eagles fan, just from an outside perspective, it's better to see them struggle than them play well. So, so whatever. So I guess one more notable game was the Sunday night stinker last night. I don't know if you. Oh my gosh! It, it was uh, it was a high scoring baseball game. It was Broncos eleven, Niners ten, and wow, both teams look terrible. But I guess we'll mostly focus on the Niners. I, I got something. No, no, I got something to say about that. Go ahead. Because if you listen to some of these uh, these WIP and Philly Sports Talk Radio. Every radio host, we need to trade for Russell Wilson. We have to trade for Russell Wilson. Jalen Hurts is never going to be good. I mean, they said never. They said he's never going to be good. We need to trade for Russell Wilson. Guess what? Russell Wilson is cooked. I'm yep. done with Russell Wilson. Broncos, I'm done with them. I'm glad they got the win. country, let's ride. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad that uh, they beat the 49ers by a point. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. But thank goodness we did not trade for Russell Wilson or. You know, we won't even talk about the other guy that a, a lot of WIP and oh sure they wanted Those clowns on the yeah, radio. That the quarterback yeah. that's suspended for the Browns right now. Thank God, Howie and Jeff realized we got to keep Jalen. How do you trust? Yeah, Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract, and, looking like a top ten quarterback by, in the NFL right now. By the way, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but in the off season, all these different radio hosts were saying, "Oh, Howie really wants to trade for Wilson and wants to trade for Watson." Yeah, right. Okay, he checks in on every single player in the league. We have no idea what he wanted. That's why he's the best general manager in football because he checks in on every player. That doesn't mean he was ready to trade the farm for him. Okay, so. I just want to point that out. These hosts, that's why you should listen to this pod. Okay, we don't like those hot takes. We don't make stuff up. So thank goodness we kept Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract, by the way. If we traded for Russell Wilson, do we get A.J. Brown? No. Do we get half the free agents we signed? No. No. Because we give all that money to Russell Wilson. Yeah. All right. He's not worth not worth a dime. Last, last thing I'll note, we're not going to go into it, but Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen both lost. 
cool. Worth yeah. worth three and zero. They're not. And Miami, Miami yeah. beat the Bills. I mean, good for them. I guess the recipe for success in the NFL is Alabama quarterback, Alabama receiver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tua Waddle and Hurts and Devonte Smith. So Waddle's uh, really good. He, he is really good. Waddle's very good. I'm not sold on Tua yet. No, I'm not. I think the Dolphins are a good team. But they got a lot of talent. They got a lot of talent. I think Tua can be good enough for them to get wins. I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs, but between all the weapons they have on offense. And I guess their defense is playing pretty well. I mean, they shut yeah. down the Bills. I don't know if you saw the Bills' offensive coordinator smashing out in the booth. But listen, I don't blame him, okay? People are making fun of him. And when you and I are watching the game, right, that's not our regular self. We allow ourselves to get angry we during get the game. I don't blame him at all. I actually am with him because I've done that a few times watching the Eagles in the past. I mean, not, not that violently, but I've screamed and yelled. So I'm not going to make fun of him. No. I thought, I, good for him. No, I, I get Showing the frustration. The it's not him as a person. It's not us as a person. No. That's why I watch football. No, and the Bills ran 90-something plays to the Dolphins 30. I mean, I don't understand how you lose that football game. If that game happens 100 times and you run 90 plays, the other team runs 30. I don't think the other team wins two times. Yeah. Um, so that was just completely bizarre. So um, his frustration was warranted. All right, let's talk about Doug's return this week, Joe. So it's it's a big game. I mean, Dougie P is coming back home to Philadelphia for the first time since he got fired. And we got to talk about the Jags. I mean, at the beginning of the season, this looked like the easiest game on the schedule. Well, I hate to break it to you guys, but go. I mean, if we're just looking at this season, the first three games, if we're looking at the statistics, where we're looking at the win-loss record, they're one of the best teams in the NFL so far. Now, does that mean they're going to end? Great. Do you do you think they're going to end that way? No, but you know they got Trevor Lawrence, who's playing incredibly well. You got Doug Peterson's a really good coach. They have some talent. I don't think this is the layup that we thought it was going to be. And by the way, you know they crushed the Colts and they crushed the Chargers and they almost beat the Commanders. They almost came back and beat the Commanders. So again, this is not a team like the Giants that kind of squeaked by a couple bad teams. No. Chargers were a Super Bowl pick for many. Uh, I, I know they had a ton of injuries, but still, I mean, 38 to 10 is an embarrassment. Uh, and they were at home, too, the Chargers. Yep. So well, if, aren't, they, aren't yeah. they ever really at home? No, they're not. <laughs> and I still think that Brandon, St- first of all, Doug Peters, talk about embarrassment. Doug Peterson is such a better coach than Brandon Staley. Last year, the national media, because Brandon Staley was good in the press conference, had some good quotes. They loved this guy. Well, guess what? He had a chance to go to the playoffs last year and lost to the Raiders. Guess what? This year, he's not doing so hot. And by the way, it's not just bad luck. He's not a good coach. He is. He's a, He's scared. He is scared to go for it in certain positions where Doug he he goes for it. Yeah, yeah. Staley's got some. He's got guts, he's, Doug. He's come on. He's got balls, Joe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was censoring it. Yeah, but the Eagles open up. I think a six and a half, seven point favorites this week, and it might be a little high. I mean, the Jags have looked very good this season. Trevor Lawrence is looking like the quarterback a lot of people thought he would be. He and might. What, yeah. What better head coach to develop him than Doug Peterson? Well, Trevor Lawrence, the way he's playing, might be the best quarterback that we faced so far. The way he's playing, and he was the number one pick. It's not like he's some nobody. He's incredibly talented. He's played very well. Doug's coached a great game. Now, I actually watched a little film on the Jags this week, and uh, I did a little re- film. In the well, I watched a little film on the Jags because I was interested. Because I mean, they're kind of a, a big story right now. But so yeah, Trevor Lawrence has been really good. Their uh, wide receiver pickup in the offseason, Christian Kirk, has been really good. He's I know a lot of people receiver. made fun of him. Probably still wasn't a great signing. They gave him a ton of money. But the thing I'll say about Christian Kirk as far as the Eagles game 
is he's a slot receiver. He played like 80% of his snaps in the slot. So it's going to be a big game for Avante Maddox. A big reason why Kirk gets a lot of yards and has been really productive, he's going up against weak slot receivers. He's, he's a really good slot receiver. But Maddox is a really good slot corner. So that's going to be a matchup to watch. They're out. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been way better throwing uh, actually in the middle of the numbers than on the outside, which is kind of rare. Uh, plus, I don't think their outside receivers are particularly particularly good. Our outside corners are. So you got to shut down Kirk. This could be a big game for Gardner Johnson, too. Ooh, okay. I, I mean, that's what I would think there. They got a couple good runners. I mean, they got some talent. They got an okay offensive line. We're more talented than them, though. Absolutely. Yeah, we are. But listen, good quarterback, good coach. That can win a lot of games. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I. Th- but I that's think- their offense. Yeah. I can get into their defense in a second. No. Great. Get into it right now. So their defense has been playing really well. Their defense has been getting a lot of turnovers. Um, they're young, but Trayvon Walker, number one overall pick, has been really good so far. I thought that was a mistake as the first pick. He's been really good. Uh, incredibly athletic, getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. He's been really good. Their other pass rock, uh, rusher, Josh Allen, not the quarterback. He was a top, I think he was top five pick. He's really good. He's not talked about a lot, but he's really good. Uh, he's a good pass rusher. So they got two good edge rushers. And their rookie linebacker, Devin Lloyd, who I know the Eagles were thinking about drafting, who's a first-round pick, he's got two interceptions so far. He was rated out as the seventh best inside linebacker in the league after three weeks. Not just rookie, so he's really good. So they got some young, you know, they got some juice. They got some athletes, but again, we don't turn the ball over very much. They get, they've get they been getting a lot of turnovers. If they don't get a lot of turnovers and we can shut down Christian Kirk, I think it's a win. Yeah, I mean, if we're able to shut down Justin Jefferson, um, I think Christian Kirk is should be very doable. Should be. Um, should but, you be. know, it's, it's every, any given Sunday, man. Yeah, any, that's why we love football. Yeah, the Jags, it's not a series. It's one game. Yeah, the Jags are rejuvenated after uh, Urban Meyer, that whole debacle last year. I think Doug has these guys playing really well right now. I think the key is going to be similar to the Lions game. I think we're going to have to run on these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're just going to have to break down the defense. I think Hurts is going to be running a little bit this game, especially with their uh, top pass rush. And I think Miles Sanders is going to have another big game. I'm looking for him to score. Um, but ultimately, I think the Eagles get it done. Yeah. I, I think I, we're starting 4 now. Again, their, their defense is, has been playing great, but they're really young. Can they handle Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Quez Watkins? And I'm with you. I mean, I think this is a game where Hurts can run. But again, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, all great athletes. So just something to keep in mind. It might be a little bit harder for him to run, but they're young, so they're going to make mistakes. I do want to touch on one thing because we have a little bit of time left. The switch from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson. And I want to give Doug a shout out here. I don't want to praise him too much. I mean, once the game starts, he's the enemy. But what a difference. Urban Meyer. What, and I'll be uncensored. What a a jackass. Okay? A guy that has never played or coached a day in the NFL, comes into the NFL, tries to act like a know-it-all, treats everybody, not just the players, his his own coaches like complete dirt and is a and you know we won't talk about the off the field incident but a total jerk that I thought ruined the entire organization for like years. Bring in Doug Peterson, the total opposite, a guy that has won a Super Bowl as a player and as a coach, has played under Don Shula, Andy Reid, Mike Holmgren, played with guys like Brett Favre, although Brett Favre is not a great guy, but whatever. Brett Favre, uh, Donovan McNabb, Dan Marino. This is a guy that's been a player, been a coach. 
He's won two times. I'm I'm very happy for him. I so know, happy for Doug. We I know the Doug. I know the Jags players are probably very over the moon, hands. but they're gonna want to win this game. They're gonna have a little extra motivation. I don't think that's gonna be enough to do it because I know Carson Wentz had a little extra motivation this week, but. You know they want to win this one for Doug in Philly, so we that would be huge we, for them. We gotta we gotta win the game. Now let me ask you, Joe, what do you think the reception is going to be when Doug Peterson is at the link oh, this he, Sunday? Well, what do you think? Uh, it's going to be cheers. Yes. I mean he's they're going to yes, go nuts is. for him. Absolutely, Philadelphia now, fans are some of the smartest in the entire, probably the best fan group in all the NFL. We're the smartest fans too. Now, People don't realize yeah. that we yeah. we appreciate like players and coaches that were here and did great jobs. We have no no bad blood between us and Doug Peterson. No, all. and you know he's not a player, and it's not like he's the coach of the Cowboys. That but, would be but, a different story. I mean, if he, if he was a player, like say it was Nick Foles, like coming. No, 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 Foles. no, absolutely not. Uh, I he'll get showered with cheers and as love as he should. Um, as he should, yeah, and then he's you know royalty forever. I will say during the game, I hope we absolutely destroy the Jaguars again and put them in their place because they think they're they're good now and. I want hey, to remind they, them they're they, they they're a basement team, but I don't I don't I don't know if they are. I mean, look at that division. No, they're. I, I think they got a good they, chance they, to win the division. Yeah. yeah. But I said I, during the game, I want to remind them. Oh sure, yeah. sure. Oh yeah. I'm well, not well, saying you know. Well, once it's one o'clock this weekend, um, all bets are off. I hope we I hope we embarrass them. Um, but afterwards, you know, no hard feelings, Doug. We love you. Yeah. Thank but, you for everything you did here. But uh, my last thing, and then you can do your bets if you got them this week. Sure. Uh, by the way, did, did I didn't know what the line was? Did the Vikings cover? I was, had the money line parlay. Okay, yeah. so you were good. Okay, so, so your advice. Bengals last week. You, we, we're, okay. we're, we bounced back. All right, we'll, okay, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, because the Bengals went too. But um, yeah, the last thing I want to say is three and O, oh. three and O, oh, two convincing wins. The team looks good. The quarterback looks great. The coach looks great. There's talent literally all over, except for special teams, which is like. I'll take that any day of the week. I'm feeling great. And I want to say a thank you to our followers. We actually hit 100 followers on Twitter. Uh, Let's double that, baby. Let's keep doubling it. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. I mean, I'll be honest. Just the fact that we have people listening to us and responding and getting great feedback is awesome. Again, I always say reach out to us if you have questions, comments, concerns. You know, we'd love to incorporate questions into the show at some point, but you know, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. We also, you know, we we're going to incorporate our intro music soon, so just wait for that. Just wait for it's it. It's a we're, banger, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, we're we're getting it going. But thank you guys so much. Let's end it On with degenerate corner. Yeah, did you, that's our segment. Degenerate, <laughs> degenerate corner. corner. Yeah. So we had a nice bounce back week after getting demolished in week two with the uh, Vikings. Bengals money line parlay. I mean, come on, the, the Bengals weren't starting 0 and 3. They weren't losing to the Jets. I think people started to overrate the Jets after they beat the Browns. They, Joe Money Flacco. Oh, they are they are the worst team in the NFL. This week, looking at looking at the games this week, nothing really stood out. But I think I like the Lions at home against the Seahawks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a six point line. You know me, I'm an idiot. So I'm gonna <laughs> money line parlay two teams: one Lions, two Bills. Put them together, plus money, make it rain. Okay, I like it. I, I actually don't find the Ravens. Yeah. I, I don't think they're losing back to back. I still yeah. think the Bills are the best team in the NFL. That'll be a good game, um, though. Lamar's that's gonna be Lamar's playing like an MVP candidate too. He was awesome against New England yesterday, so that should be a great game. But I think the Bills come out on top. Okay, I like it. Well, again, guys, thank you. 
And I want to say thank you for listening to the Sons of Swoop podcast. And fly, swoop, fly. See you guys next week.